Welcome to Unpacking the Home Advantage. My purpose here is to help you understand the mortgage loan side through my experience and knowledge. My name is Paige Ashby, and in today's episode, we're going to go through the different types of income to qualify for a home loan, whether it's for a purchase or a refinance transaction. Let's get unpacking. The first income type I want to go through is a W-2 employee, meaning you're going to receive pay stubs. Now, there's two different kind of pay stubs. You're either on salary or hourly. Now, the salary is pretty straightforward. Um, it tells you how much you make a year. Now, the hourly is going to be averaged out because most people do work 40 hours, but some may have vacation time or they're not completely working 40 hours. They're taking some time off, so it does fluctuate. So the underwriter will average your hourly pay. Now, either way, you're going to require to have a two-year history of employment. Two-year history meaning you can have the same employer or you can have different employers um, throughout the two years, but it has to have a two-year history. So you can work at one company for a year, one company at six months, or the same company for completely two years. That will work. Now we're going to go through the breakdown on a pay step. Now, if you get bonus or commission income, there will be a two-year history requirement. So the magic number here is really two years. So if you get a bonus or commission income, we have to have a two-year history of receiving this kind of income. So again, it can be from a different company, it can be from the company you're with, but it has to have a complete two-year history in order for the lender to use this kind of income. So a part-time job is also considered as a secondary income. So any part-time job history has to have a two-year history in order for the lender to use this for qualifying for any kind of loan. Now the two-year history can be from different jobs. It does not have to be at the same job. So you can go from um, delivering a pizza for part-time or an Amazon driver, but you have to have a two-year history in order for the underwriter to use this income completely on any kind of loan. There is one income type that you do not need a two-year history. Most people don't know about this, but it is if you were a student and you just graduated. So the requirement for students that just graduated is an offer letter from their employer and then also one pay stub and a school transcript. So if you have those three types of items, then you are fine to qualify for a loan. Now I wanted to go through any job gaps. There's been some misinformation on this. If you have a job gap of more than six months, then you will require to be on your new job for six months. Now if your job gap is less than six months, then we just need a 30-day pay stub. Now, some lenders may have overlays, meaning they have a little bit of different guidelines and rules, and it depends on the lender that your loan officer takes your loan to. But of course, with all job gaps, we have to have a letter of explanation why and what is the cause of the gap, whether it's one month or four months or 
five months. Um, we do need a letter of explanation. Now your loan officer will help you with that letter and explain why you have that job gap. Whether it's you're just searching for a job or you had some health issues, um, that can be easily explained and written down. So that makes it easy for them to fill in the blank when there's no consistent job history of two years. So we wanna paint a picture for the underwriter to clearly understand why you have the gaps you have or why you have the unemployment or why you don't have the job history, the two-year job history. We always wanna paint a picture for the underwriter so your loan can go through smoothly and there's no issues with coming back with tons of other items that you know you can be asked for. So the second income I wanna go through is self-employment. So when you're self-employed, you either own your own business or you are a 1099 contractor. Yes, if you are a 1099 contractor, you are considered self-employed. Both of these will require a two-year history. Two-year history of self-employed or 1099 will require two years tax returns. Now, two years tax returns will also be accompanied by a PL, which is a profit and loss statement. Profit and loss means you have to have a statement to show that what you make your profit and with all your expenses, what are you netting? They wanna show that your income is stable. Now also they're gonna require a balance sheet. Now a balance sheet, people always get confused with that because they're like, well, P&L shows the same information as a balance sheet. No, it doesn't. A P&L shows the stability of your company. A balance sheet shows the money factor. So they make sure you have enough assets to continue to run your business. Basically, it's like what is in your bank account and how are you staying in business? How are you staying afloat and make sure you can still be able to conduct your business after you close the loan and be able to repay back the loan. Now on the 1099 contractors, you would file regular personal tax returns plus a Schedule C. So on the Schedule C is where you can have all your write-offs. So be careful with that because if you have too much write-offs, your net income that flows over to your personal income will show a loss. That will be a completely decline because obviously you're losing money. How will you repay back the loan if there's a negative income? Now on FHA, on an FHA loan, if you have a 25% or more decrease in income, that's a huge red flag. Some lenders will automatically decline your loan. So that's something you have to really pay attention and look at. And especially if it's tax time right now, you want to make sure you're filing income enough to qualify. So that means you can't have all these write-offs that you want, but then on paper, you're gonna show a loss for your income. That is not gonna be good. Now, if there is a loss, there's also another option to qualify. It's called bank statements, which is on one of my episodes I talk about is the non-QM loans. You can use bank statements to qualify. If you are self-employed and you cannot use your tax returns to qualify, you can use bank statements. What we do is we use all the deposits for the last 12 months or 24 months. It depends on which program you go with. 
But the standard or the most used is the 12 months. We use all the deposits and average it out minus your expense factor. So it just depends on you know your expenses for the business. That's how we factor in the income that uh, we can use for the qualification for any loan. Now, any type of self-employment, um, the lender is going to ask for a CPA letter. Now, the CPA letter will state the years that you are in business and how stable your company is. So if you are using bank statement programs, then we want to make sure that your deposits, your income, um, your business income is not going to affect your business stability. So that's why it's important to get a CPA letter. Now, for some of you that do not use a CPA, then we're going to pull a business license with the Secretary of State or still have some kind of proof that you've been in business for at least two years. There is a benefit if you have been in business for five years. So on one of the conventional programs, you can qualify with only one year tax returns if you have a five year history of self-employment. So that's a huge benefit if you don't want to gather all your taxes together and if you're doing conventional loan, it is a great um, option there for you. The next income type I want to talk about is fixed income. So fixed income means you can receive retirement income, pension income, social security income, or disability income. Now the requirement on that is we will need the most recent award letter for that type of income. We cannot use the years before, the years after that. I mean, it's just, uh, it changes. So the requirement is we need the most current years. Now the other type of income I wanna talk about is alimony. Um, alimony income, asset depletion income, and child support income. Those can be used um, for the alimony and child support. We will need Obviously, the child support, we will need the age of the kids, and you can use it up to 19 years old. But the alimony and the child support, we will need to show three years of continuation. That means there will be enough reserves for the next 36 months. So they want to make sure you are stable and you are able to repay your mortgage payment. Now, in regards to the asset depletion, we want to make sure that there's a consistent reserve for at least three years um, and then a consistency of withdrawal, a stable withdrawal that is automatically deposited into your account um, for a certain amount. It needs to show stability and continuation. Now that's crucial for this kind of income types. Okay, the last income I want to talk about is rental income. Now rental income, we can use 75% of this but we do require a lease agreement, a signed lease agreement um, that is in place. And the old ways, we used to need tax returns, but we don't need that anymore with the new rules. So most lenders will need the lease agreement and then we can use 75% of that rental income to qualify. Now that offsets the mortgage payment if you have a loan on that property. Okay, so that's a lot of type of income that we went through, but we did not go through the non-eligible income, which I get asked by so many people. And I wanna go through that before we close out on this episode. So I get asked a lot, Hey Paige, can I use income from my roommate? 
I'm renting the room and I've done it for years. Can I please rent, you know, use that income? Well, you can't because a roommate income cannot be used. Most of the time, you don't claim that on your taxes. So that's a definite no. Now, the only time that you can use income from a home is if it's on a different level of the house. So I had a client where he rented his full basement out and it completely had its own entry. So you can use that, um, but definitely check with different lenders. Some have overlays, like I said, um, check with your loan officer. They should know the rules on that with, depends on the lender they take your loan to. But yeah, so you can use that level if they have their own entry and they have their own kitchenette um, that will work and if they file it on their taxes. So I've done that many times, um, so that's eligible. But for sure, um, roommates and renting out a room, Airbnb a room, no, that's a huge no-no. So heads up, I'm sorry, but just want to let you know you cannot do that. Um, but so I hope you guys, you know, have enjoyed the information. And if you have, please make sure to follow me. And if you know of anyone that um, can benefit from this, please share. More episodes to come. As an active mortgage broker and mentor, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me through LinkedIn. Paige Ashby Lending. Thanks for being part of Unpacking the Home Advantage.